So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we will be discussing the upcoming NBA season, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad. I let my partner introduce himself. Oh, yeah. Back, Lars and in charge. We're back with the news. Uh, we're here. This is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running it back. So the first subject will be about the NBA. Um, Giannis had a huge decision to make. And he decided to sign a five-year, $228 million Supermax deal to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, what does this deal say about Giannis and his future? It, well, it's two different things that it says for his future versus what it says about him. Uh, because I, I think this is about loyalty and saying that he's going to get it with the people he came up with. I don't think, like a lot of announcers have said, he's not been fully Americanized, where he's going to go to the best, next best thing. He is coming from very humble positions. Uh, so now what I say for his future, it just means that it's, the pressure is just going to be on in about uh, two to three years again where he's going to not get a championship. He might get to a finals, but I still don't think this makes any any sense for championship-wise. Yeah, um, I would say in the current or modern NBA, this is probably not good for his future unless he starts actually getting to finals, something like what LeBron was doing. Um, you know, showing that he can overcome all of the things that lack that the things that he's lacking on his current team to get to a finals, maybe not win it that way he can attract some stars, but just there by himself. I don't think that's going to be enough at least without getting to uh, a finals. So, um, but I, I think it's good for the bucks. Um, they get to keep their superstar. Uh, they get to keep all of the, the money that he brings in and it shows his loyalty. Um, because a lot of people were putting him in a lot of different places, like the Heat, Warriors, um, maybe even the Lakers. But he decided to stay home. Well, I guess where he was drafted. So um, I think it was a nice decision, but I don't think it's going to be the greatest for his future. Yeah, it was a sensible decision. And the clear winners is, of course, Milwaukee. And we should be saying Giannis because he's the highest paid player in the league now. With that 200, I think 220 supermax. So, like, yeah, like he shouldn't turn down the money, honestly. But we all know since he said uh, he's all about winning, it doesn't really. Well, I guess it does make sense because the Bucks have been the top winning team season wise for the last two years, but it has not spelled out into playoff wins when it comes to getting past the second round. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Maybe he's going to take the 
I don't know. Maybe something like the, the Toronto Raptors, because the Raptors have been at the top of the East for a while, but they always came up short because LeBron will come through and beat them. But um, there's not really that juggernaut sitting in the East right now. I mean, the Nets could possibly be that coming up. Maybe. We never know. But there's no juggernaut or just one single player that can just ruin everything for him. I think – I honestly – still think that Milwaukee should be going hard for getting Harden uh, because it's, it is a big toss-up. I know we may get into that about how Harden's undecided situation, but being still in Houston is kind of way, it's taking a toll on the team already. He already had an argument today with, uh, with other uh, teammates, but I would say they should really be going hard for getting Harden. That's their best hope because I think they need somebody on the outside. They need somebody who's a, pretty much kind of like an assassin from the outside. And dribble, dribble, dribble all you want. Giannis really doesn't need to be the person with the ball in his hands. Yeah, but what do you give up for that? I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff that you got to give up. Maybe you do a loner. You get a third team involved? What? How does this happen? I, I don't see how it happens. I think it's maybe, what, two years left on his contract uh, right now with the Houston Rockets. So it, this has to be exactly a trade situation. But I, I don't know. I, I think there needs to be a statement from Milwaukee that they're actually going to not only just win in the regular season, but win for real. Because we, we kind of it's, – it's becoming very empty. Uh, they're, they're being the top team in the regular season means nothing. Uh, Giannis's two MVPs of the league really don't mean nothing because he's not getting past the second round. Yeah, I mean pretty much nobody's going to even look at him for being MVP unless I mean I don't even know. <laughs> I, it, it, he just has to have just this monster season that we've just never seen before. But just to he's go back that. on James Harden, he has this year next year, and then another year after that, then he's a free agent. Mm. Yeah, that is kind of heavy. But we, we didn't think Chris Paul could get moved uh, like that. But I guess they, I don't know, maybe they have room there in Phoenix. But uh, you can go ahead and move on because I don't think it's really going to get settled at all with the whole Milwaukee situation and Giannis actually winning something significant. Yeah. So we'll move it along to the Rockets. And the Rockets have declined multiple trades for James Harden, even though he has shown that he doesn't want to play for the franchise anymore. So who has more leverage in the situation, Harden or the Rockets? Mm, I'd say the Rockets. Even though they're really still trying to bend over backwards for him and they really want it to be like, hey, it can be just like it was before. Even though everything's changed, you can have everything as you like it. And he's still like, nah, bro, I've been trying to get out of here. I'm surprised I'm still here. You know what? I'm going to keep causing some problems while I'm here. And I still think it's Houston who has the leverage because he's under contract. And they really don't have to oblige him. I agree. I mean, he's, I mean, the, the Rockets, they definitely have all the leverage. He's under contract for multiple years. Um, they can really just drag this out, even though it might cause a lot of um, problems in the locker room and with, with management, um, they can drag this out. And in a way, they do lose some leverage because they can't get as much, maybe, let's say, draft draft capita or 
bigger players just because they know that he wants to leave. But they are in full control of the situation. I, I really do think the Philly uh, trade happens. Um, Miami has declined to say that they're no longer in talks about it. I still don't, I really don't think there's no way that the Nets thing actually happens. Uh, so I really do think Philly's going to be the one who lands him. Or I always thought that the Raptors should be interested in getting him. They saw how a loner superstar worked for them the last time. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but. And he's more is... on long contract, contract so I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. They're going to be playing in Florida for the uh, this year. They're not even going to be playing in Canada, so it's not even like Harden can be that unhappy with where he is going to be if he if we really cared about where he he was actually being <laughs> while playing on the team. But what do they give up? Like, what 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 are they going to give the Rockets? I I just don't see where the trade happens. I don't know, but I think those are the only two people who are most serious about. Um, getting them right now. Yeah, um, I, I guess Philadelphia is probably the one that probably works the most because you can trade both players straight up. They both have long-term contracts. Um, I guess they just gotta uh, get the deal together. Uh, but we'll move along to oh, what's, Kawhi Leonard. What's actually? I was just about to say that. Who's Kawhi Leonard's, uh, Leonard's uncle again? Uncle Dennis. Uh, yeah, we need to get Uncle Dennis out here, work out a miracle trade with uh, uh for Harden to go to the Clippers and trade out Paul uh, Paul George. You know how that miracle trade happened when we knew, thought people were under contracts. They need uh, Dennis again. How did that happen? I mean, <laughs> how does he move from, let's say, Paul George to the Rockets? Now, they're not going to do that trade straight up. No, not at all. But you can st- well, I guess the Clippers ain't got nothing in left in the clip for a trade wise because they don't lost all they, uh, their stock. But I guess there's always more to give up if you're trying to win now. Yeah, I mean, unless you go into the 2030s with your draft picks, that there's nowhere else they, that they can go with this. Hey, but- they, all they want is one. All they want is one. They, they've never won a championship. They've not even won a conference finals. So they want, all they want is one. Well, I don't think they've gotten to a conference finals. <laughs> yeah, but we are talking about them. Well, the media is talking about them as true contenders. I know we kind of went on about this one, but I, I still – we should put it more into play that this franchise-wise has not gone that far. And they got rid of one of the best coaches probably – in the league right now, even though you know he had that epic fail of last season in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you should have just got in control of the situation before it got out of hand. Um, but Kawhi Leonard, he will be looking to decline his option um, and will go into the offseason as a free agent next year, most likely. But with him entering free agency, what is the market for Kawhi Leonard? It's probably pretty good. Like, he's going to get some suitors again. He's going to get suitors because they're going to have to incentivize him to leave California or at least, at least leave uh, Southern California, where, where is his home. But I don't, th- I don't think he's 
against moving again. I don't think he cares what the opinion of others are, but I do think he has become a ring chaser. Yeah, he's become a ring chaser, but I'm not saying what, like what team he would pick, what teams would pick him. What is the market for him? What are they trying to give up? What are they trying to move? Uh, well, I think there'll be some suitors, but I, I really don't know how the market's going to be. Like, it could all flip-flop and be... I think it could get real messy in this next year about who's going to be on what team. And I really think it's because of Harden. Uh, different be- people are becoming command like the main star of teams that they weren't a part of before. Because once uh, Harden leaves, it's going to be John Wall's and Cousins' team out of nowhere. It's now Houston, whole new franchise, whole new office, whole new everything. And I, I don't know, but that could be a, a landing spot for Kawhi. Who knows? Uh, there's, I'm pretty sure San Antonio don't want to go into the abyss of being not good. And I don't think there's going to be too much change when it comes to the Lakers. But all around, I do think it's going to be some jumbled around uh, situation, especially even with Philly. If they don't get hardened, or maybe even if they get hardened, it's going to be a mix-up of what happens. Ben Simmons could be gone in that, cause which I do think is going to happen. So it, it, I just can't really tell you because I think a lot is going to happen. Okay. Um, I think the market is pretty good for him, but probably not as great as um, his move from the Raptors to the Clippers. Um, I think this past year really did not do well for him all the load management and then um, coming up short in the second round. And then I think his defense declined. One of his, one of his attributes that people look for him to be, I mean, that's a part of his whole brand would be in the claw. And I think it's just not that the market is just not as good for him. I think he really needs to show up this year and prove that even without another star, like he can really, Elevate a team. Okay, yeah, I can. I agree because I was definitely thinking that he doesn't need uh, a number two guy. He needs a one A, and Paul George was supposed to be that, but he hasn't been that for a while. Like he became that for a little bit of time when he was in OKC, when he kind of entered the possible MVP race for a little bit. And then, of course, I think he got hurt again. And I, I think Kawhi's biggest issue is going to have to be being a leader and without just going with the flow. Also, another problem is load management. Um, I'm not sure how, how hard Tyrone Lou is on players, but he just got to get these guys playing because this load management is just killing everybody. And I, I think... <clears throat> The team didn't really like how they got all that special treatment. So you just you, you need to just throw that out the window. Everybody needs to be treated with the same respect. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. It's going to be more <laughs> of the same. The, the, it's pretty much the same setup. They did not get better. They just didn't get better at all. They lost key pieces. Pieces I was more afraid of. Like I was saying before, Montrez Harrell... I was afraid of him uh, being on the team because I felt like that would always keep them in there. Uh, the the person who's filling in when they're not doing good. But I, I think it's all jumbled up now. I, I don't think there's 
they don't have a full identity. And I also think don't think Tyron Lewis is going to be that coach that pushes them uh, above. We all know the championship in Cleveland was a LeBron championship and not a Ty Lue championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, who even remembers him being on the team? But <laughs> he wasn't on the team. He was a coach. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, true. But that's the way people would think about it. Oh, he was on the team. <laughs> well, no, he I was the coach. His, his most shining moment was being stepped over by Allen Iverson. Oh, dang. Of course, he had to bring <laughs> yes. it up. Yeah, that is, that's, that's immortalized. His... <laughs> but at least he had braids then. So that it looks a little different. Like that wasn't him. He does look extremely younger. You may not be able to identify him as the same person unless you know basketball. Yeah, but that's his most shining moment. And that wasn't the best moment. But um, I think that Kawhi Leonard, he just needs to step it up. Like he, he needs to actually play at least 90% of these games. He can't be sitting out every other night or coming um, up with an excuse. It's not happening, and I don't think it's an excuse. I think his body has to take a lesser approach to what he's doing, and that's what he's taking into account. Like, he he said he has some kind of degenerative, uh, not disease, but something with it doesn't really get better. Maybe that's a great excuse that I fell for, but... I've, I fell for it. I, I think that is how his body's set up. So he has a limit on what his body will give him. Well, I, I guess he doesn't need to be paid like he's a superstar then. He can't come in all of these things and not play. Well, that, that market decides what you get paid. So he has one of the richest people in the world as the, his owner. So uh, he's going to get the world. <laughs> Or are he going to get what he can get? If he stays there. Um, I think the but, Clippers should move on or look to move on from him, though, if it does become that time. I don't think they should play the game of – I don't actually, to answer the question, the first question a little bit better, I think he has leverage with other teams to go to other teams, but he won't have the leverage with the Clippers if he doesn't produce this year. Yeah, I think the same thing happens with those other teams if he doesn't produce. If you if you don't put up the numbers that you're supposed to, that everybody thinks you're going to put up, and then along with your defense, if that keeps lacking, then there's no way that the other team should look at you as some um, save-my-franchise player. Well, they're going to blame it on the other people. It's going to be either Paul George. It's already He's the clear scapegoat right now, along with Ty Lue. He's just another extra one. I didn't think Doc Rivers could be a scapegoat. And because of Doc Rivers and Paul George, Kawhi doesn't really get blamed for the giant meltdown of what he did. What happened? He had a giant meltdown. He did. But I think what what shined a light on those two, mainly Paul George, is just his comments. So that's what really shined a light on him. Of course, like he wanted to blame Doc and Doc not blaming him. Doc, Doc kind of like, bro, stop, because watch, watch what happened this year. And I, I hope he's right. You mean with Paul George? Oh, yeah, because he didn't insinuate that the way he answered the, the comments about Paul George saying that Doc Rivers used him the wrong way. He said it's all about adjustments and that he is hopefully going to get used better uh, with Ty Luke. And he said, 
Well, Doc Rivers responded with saying, well, you better hope it's not about adjustments because that coach was also in the locker room with us last year. So it, it was, it, it's kind of saying y'all might suck, but not fully saying y'all might suck. Yeah, um, I, I think Doc Rivers is the biggest winner in all of this because he got out of that situation. Oh, yeah, and he got back to the East. It's easier to get uh, to your to keep your reputation in the East. You can get the championships. You can get the, the finals uh, or uh, division finals. Trust me, I, I think it's just better for dominant coaches or uh, players to be in the East because it has a lack uh, or a void of dominant teams. Yeah, I would agree. And to piggyback off of that championship take. Who's your pick to make the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference? Now, the East is hard because I still don't know where Harden is going to land. Now, if he lands somewhere in the East, I think that tosses up on what it may happen. I know a lot of people are going to go the next way, but I really don't think that's going to just happen like that. It'd be cool for them. I really wouldn't be rooting for it, (laughs) but... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll profess the KD hater, uh, but not like hate him in real life, just hate him basketball-wise. Uh, but I would say I'm not sure about the East. I'm really not sure. I, I, that's a to-be-continue because uh, it could mess around and be the heat again. But for the— You're just a prediction. <laughs> for the, well, for the West, though, I'm definitely saying it's going to be Lakers. If you want to give me who who's going to win it all, it's definitely Lakers. This year, like they just got better, better. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the Suns and the Nets. Nah, I'm joking, but it's going to be the Lakers and the Nets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like you said, the Lakers are they just got better. They they look like they added the most pieces that made their team better. And nobody else really propelled them into that stratosphere of what the Lakers are right now. the Nets are getting back Kyrie and KD, so that'll be pretty fun to watch. And I think that they probably have the two best players on each team in the East. So I, I think that'll be enough to get them to the finals. But as far as who will win it, that's kind of a toss-up. I think the Nets, that the thing about them is they are injury-prone. Kyrie and KD, both of them. Like, throughout the season, I, I wouldn't really say KD as much but I think he will become injury-prone. Like, it's going to just lead to the injury-prone because that's how Boogie got into the injury-prone game of just seeming to be on IR but halfway playing sometimes. So I I just think it's going to be somebody else. I think the Bucs might actually push over to get to the finals this year, which will kind of justify Giannis's move, and he's just going to be on a different type of tear. And or same type of tear to be real, because he can't do any better than he did for both of the last years. Uh, but I still think Lakers take it. So Lakers take it all. They they take it. What? Yeah. So I did give you a prediction. I say Bucks. I'm giving you Bucks. Okay. So Bucks over finally. Net. <laughs> yeah. Finally, finally, Bucks. Like make it there. Okay. I mean, I, I don't see what propels them this year. Uh, I don't, I don't know either, but I think difference. it's going to be Giannis deciding, like, 
I need to prove at least my decisioning for why I stay here. I have to at least go into the conversation of LeBron, which is getting to championships. It's okay. Like, honestly, you have an okay for getting to the championship and losing right now, but you need to at least get there. Yeah, he, at the least, just to attract some people to come over there. That, but That puts you in the conversation of LeBron. You start the story of LeBron when you get there. That's when you got to start the story. So he hasn't even started the real story. Yeah, but there's a lot more competition in the East. It's just like, I mean, like the West, but there's a lot more competition. I think there's a lot more. Well, if it's real, the then he can do it. Has, huh? If it, if it was real, then he could do it. Because we know if LeBron was in the East, where who was going to make it? It wasn't a doubt. It's not a doubt. Now, uh, why, why is it even a, close to a doubt if you're out here being MVP? Uh, MVP. MVP each year on top of being the uh, best team record-wise each year, but not getting past the second round. He is going to have to make a statement this year, and I think he is going to try in every possible way to work on his weaknesses. I think that does work this year for him, and it gets him to the championship, but only to start the conversation of the LeBron, uh, the, the are you great conversation uh, when it comes to Giannis, because I think he's going to be an all-time great. But it's about where where you start in this story, because it hasn't started yet until you get to a championship. Yeah, but or, I think his best chance was probably last year uh, when there wasn't as many superstars playing. True, I, I agree, but I don't think the Nets is going to work the way we think it's going to work. Okay, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Kyrie Irving is injury prone, but Kevin Durant is I, I, a monster. I, to be real, it's mostly because of the odds of there being obstacles for them uh, when it comes to injury prone, when it comes to new team, when it comes to uh, off the court, when it comes to them being emotional. Uh, at some point, they're going to have a conflict there. Like this, it, There's so many things that can come up, and I don't know whether they can get past those obstacles that not even other teams have to really deal with. Well, I mean, I, I think they'll be fine, but uh, there'll be another obstacle, which I'll ask about. So, um, well, this is going to also relate to football, but the Washington football team, 2019 number one overall pick quarterback Dwayne Haskins was seen in a strip club with no mask on recently. Uh, the NFL has had many breakouts of COVID throughout the season, and the NBA plans to take the same approach as the NFL for their regular season games. So with the way professional athlete, athletes like to frequently have fun, will the NBA season be stopped due to COVID? I really doubt it. If football made it, basketball's making it. I really do think on that one. Uh, and I love what they actually did. I don't know whether you uh, got any updates on how would they how they decided about the season but they have only scheduled half the season which i think is it's very smart like they're doing very smart moves in the nba when it comes to covid and adjusting for a season because if you only schedule half a season you can actually just start the playoffs if it just becomes that bad or and then or start a bubble situation where you can take a break like it happened before and take a month off that then maybe throws your schedule back on schedule for how basketball used to schedule out. And maybe they don't have to then overrun over the, over the summer 
as now right now they, they kind of really need that half a season anyway to kind of account for getting back on the regular schedule if we're gonna think of life without COVID well I think that yeah that works in their favor but they also don't have players that play the same position uh well multiple players that play the same position the teams are much smaller so let's say that a superstar gets the or test positive for the virus then they have to sit out that counts against them um now it is regular season and those players are going to sit out here and there in the first place but still i think that affects some seating i hear you but they also they soften the rule about the whole um low management and you know how they got a little more tougher on it last year uh has to be reasons why blah 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 yada yada, yada a lot of white tape or whatever you want to call it yellow tape but they they've loosened that up and also they're discussing adding two to three more roster spots to account for uh covid so i just think in the end they're going to treat it as if a player decided to rest that year or uh, that game just like the football like it, it, it's all fair because everybody has the, the ability to get COVID. Just for example, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. That's, they have less times to make up the two to three games where a lot of their players were out. So it, it, they have to just take it as fair game. Wait, you said they have less time? Yeah, because the, to make up one game for the uh, amount of I, you may miss, what, three to five games of a regular season, but it's still different opponents. It, it's just a little bit different. You can make up the standings uh, for basketball better than you can make up standings for football. And if football made it, basketball's going to make it. Yeah, I mean, if the, the superstars can stay healthy and not get the virus and not go out to strip clubs, yeah, they can They can make it, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but we'll move along to the NFL and we'll talk about the Steelers and how they have lost three straight games and are in danger of losing the division. Uh, so their most recent loss was to the two ten and one Bengals, who had their third string QB playing. So with the Steelers' recent failures, are they still a contender in the AFC? No. It- <laughs> No, they're not a contender. They are going to be lucky to hold on to this, and I don't think they're going to hold on to it because they. I think they play the Colts next, and I think they're going to mess around and lose to the Colts. They're going to have to play the Browns last, and I think the Browns are trying to make a strong statement for almost everything because everybody's been sleeping on them, even though everybody's paying attention to Baker. Uh, so... They've just been coming off very strong lately when it comes to the Browns. And then you got Baltimore, who has the easiest schedule. So I think Baltimore and the Browns make it out of this division because otherwise that says Baltimore doesn't make it, but they have the easiest schedule. So I, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be just good news and bad news for them. Well, just to intervene on that point – the Steelers are already in the playoffs, so they're they're fine. They can make the playoffs. Oh, that is right. So it's only one they, of them can make the playoffs. Well, I mean, the Ravens can still make it, but they have so to win every game. 
So three can make it from this division? Yeah. I mean, there's a seventh spot. Wow. Didn't know. These numbers are different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think the Browns could still possibly lose their spot because um, they haven't clinched the spot yet. But they play the Jets next, then the Steelers. So they should beat the Jets. Um, but they're but definitely not contenders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you. The Steelers are not contenders anymore. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of their games, but it looks like they were really holding on to very small leads. And I think these past three great these past three games have just shown how I guess uh flawed they are because Big Ben he could not really throw it that far. And I think he had somewhere around like seven yards at halftime. I mean, that's pretty pathetic <laughs> against a two win team. Without their starting quarterback, it, that that's pretty pathetic. And then I don't know if you saw, but Juju Smith-Schuster, how he got blown up. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> um, and he was the same guy who blew up that other guy. Uh, what's his name? Perfect, who made that hit on Antonio Brown. So it's like it just keeps happening. Oh yeah, um, it's uh, well, just to kind of go on, Juju is putting some Juju on uh, the Steelers right now and not in the good way. You know, like bad juju, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, <laughs> especially with the dumb stuff he's doing, like he's being very bullheaded and young by dancing on the logos of these uh, teams all because of TikTok. He didn't got real hype off of TikTok. He also got him a commercial and he just feel that he should keep doing it. Especially, I guess it really ignited him to keep doing it when they were winning back to back to back to back to back and we're clearly just looking very good for no reason uh but now he's putting some bad juju on him and he's really being very bullheaded just to give you a, a stat you know that he has not had a hundred yard reception game since antonio brown left the steelers yeah it's pretty bad i mean i had him in fantasy last year and i had to let him go before the season ended and he's just not the same guy. Um, Antonio Brown took a lot of pressure off of him, and he, he hasn't really done much after. That guy. He was never that guy. But if you pay attention to commercials, you would think he is. I mean, he's on Madden. <laughs> he's on commercials. He got all types of deals. It's the void. It was the void. Who is your number one receiver? And when they were like, oh, we make we can move past him with uh, Antonio Brown uh, from Antonio Brown with Juju, they did, and it looked like they were patching it up pretty well. Like it wasn't that bad, but we all know that Antonio Brown. Well, we don't all know, but we are seeing now that he took a lot of pressure off him, like you were saying, because he was drawing double coverage, which made him pretty open for these uh, easier throws and just not to be the main objective of a defense. And that is the problem. He 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 doesn't have that power. He's not a number one. He can be a number. He can be a one A, possibly on his best day. But he needs that number one person to draw attention so he can be a one A. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think he's pretty much on the same level as all the receivers that they have on their team right now. Um, but the Steelers, they they're really in trouble and. They just might lose the, the division to the Browns if the Browns win their next game and then they beat the Steelers. But um, we'll move along to the Ravens. 
So the Ravens are currently in the eighth spot behind the Miami Dolphins. So with two games left in the regular season, will the Ravens be able to make the playoffs? I think so. I, I just I'm not sure who the last two people they play. Is it one of them Miami? Um, I don't think so. No, they play the Giants and the Bengals. Hmm. They're gonna win the Giants. Bengals. I think they win both. Yeah, I do. And I think it's actually best for Miami to not make it to the playoffs this year. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, they do have the harder matchups. They they have the Raiders and the Bills. So, um, it's I think, I think kind it's of unlikely. Also. I just think it's better. Because then you're at the push to a more. or you're gonna, Fitzpatrick can fill in, but I, I just don't think they need to push for the rest. They, they, they had a successful season. They can build on it. Yeah, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going for it now. I mean, if you can <laughs> win it right now, why not? Um, but I'm going to say for the Ravens, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if they make it, it's just barely because, I mean, they're right behind the Dolphins and they, all they have to do is win their last two games, which should be pretty easy for them. Um, the Dolphins have the tougher schedule with the Bills and the Raiders, but I, I think they only make it to the seventh spot and they, I mean, they're ba- barely make it in. And that's with the Dolphins just having a harder schedule. I agree. And, but I think it's going to be all um, Lamar Jackson. Like, they're just going to let him do what he wants. Like, it's not going to be a bad thing of him doing what he wanted, but I think he's going to do a lot of running in these next two games where what, whatever is easier, they're going to let him do if it gets them to the playoffs. Yeah. And, um, they would have to play most likely the Bills if they if they get in that seventh spot because the Bills have now moved up to number two. And they can win that. Uh, possibly. I mean, the I mean, almost all these Bills teams in good. the playoffs are pretty beatable. What did I you agree. say? Yeah, I agree. I was uh, same lining up. Okay, I agree. but but the Bills are are pretty good. I mean, they've yeah. only lost a few games, but they they're they're pretty good. But one magical Lamar Jackson game can embarrass a team. Yeah, but he has... Especially if he can get some type of credit for not making it past the first round in the last couple uh, playoffs. I I just think the motivation is going to be Lamar Jackson. And if Lamar Jackson decides to go off for three straight games, I think that's what he's going to decide to do. I just think that's what he's going to stick in his head and he's going to do. He's going to run all over everybody and then go to the first round and win that first round game and then lose the next round. But he's going to get some credit <laughs> for the season. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, yeah, for his sake, I hope he does get in the playoffs um, because let's say they play the Bills first, then they would most likely have to play the Chiefs after that, and they're going to pretty lose. much know how that'll go. Yeah. Now, he ain't going to get no much credit for that, but I don't, people will give him credit for winning a uh, – a playoff game and winning a good team. If yeah, that scenario a little bit of credit. plays out, if that scenario plays out. Yeah, I think they'll give him a little bit of credit, but not a whole bunch because the expectations were a lot higher it's, going into the season. It's better. 
It's better than uh, not making the playoffs and losing the first round game. That's two less. Now you got yeah, three but years people will still think he fell short. Yeah, true, but uh, I think expectations have lowered right now, at least for what they what's a successful season for them at this point. I mean, I guess, but um, we'll move along to the New England Patriots, and they will be missing the playoffs for the first time since 2008 with a loss to the Miami Dolphins. So with the Patriots missing the playoffs, what does this say about their season? Mm, they made it through. <laughs> um, uh, it really doesn't say much. Like, they had a whole lot of players counted out for COVID gut. And I, I don't know. Uh, it, it really just doesn't say much other than his team wasn't good. Um, I, it's not much to say, honestly. What else did we expect? We, we did expect more. I expected more, of course, uh, out of Cam Newton, but we're on a, a long hope that he was just going to be this different type of Cam. Well, I was thinking that they would barely make the playoffs, but I, I did not think that they were going to win the division because the team is not really built that well. And it also points a bigger light on um, Bill Belichick, just the way that he's constructed the team. Now, you did say that they had a lot of opt-outs, but only two of those players were really important, and they were on defense. Other than that, there was nobody important on offense that was opting out. I mean, they pretty much had all of their same wide receivers and they they drafted a couple tight ends but they weren't really a, a factor and then um cam newton he was kind of up and down didn't have his best game really hasn't had a, a great game in a while but the team is just put together pretty poorly and I, I think bill belichick he just needs to do a lot better job in the draft yeah he just he spent spent all his luck like even where he kind of Glossed over on defenses that weren't as good or offensive that weren't as good and still make it pretty far or make it to, to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. Um, they, he, he knew this time was coming. And at least he knows he can start over. Or he can possibly, you know, like what we're going to say about the Jets, uh, get Trevor Lawrence. So <laughs> That's uh, not going to happen. He can trade and do work his Belichick magic, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. You're going to have to trade all of your draft picks to get him. Nobody's going to give him the number one pick for nothing. That's true. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, both the Jaguars and the Jets want Trevor Lawrence. Anybody who's number one, they want Trevor Lawrence, and they're not giving that spot up. Um, but I think this counts as a failure of a season for the Patriots. And um, I don't think there's an attraction to get free agents there. Not like there was before. You're right, because Tom Brady's not there. It's not the same mystique. It it doesn't... He's going to need to incentivize... He's going to need a very good main piece for people to want to gather around it or take less to be around it. And that was the case with Tom Brady. Oh, you're it's the Belichick way. You know, at least uh, when you got Tom Brady that you can possibly win a a, a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I I think 
they just went broke on luck. And he's just gonna need to re- reconstruct things, get a main character. Yeah, and that main character would be a quarterback, which I wish he would have did in the last draft. And I was hoping that was Jalen Hurts, but you know. Um, no, I, but, I think he can even do that with a, a high-profile res- running back or a high-profile uh, receiver. But he needs there need to be high-profile when it comes to those positions. I don't know who's really out there. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying there's a realist. I'm not. I haven't really looked at the full market, and I'm not even thinking about. I'm thinking somebody young or somebody who's coming in that just out of nowhere is like tearing the league up. As far as a wide receiver or running back, yeah, uh, I'm just saying that there's more options outside of a quarterback for a main character if he's able to do that with. Uh, a running back or a receiver, a high-profile receiver, then he may have luck to get other people to come join around him, take less and be there. Yeah, I mean, they just have to rebuild the team. I mean, this the team is just too old. You got to get younger. Um, but to go back to that Jalen Hurts point, uh, Jalen Hurts has taken the starting role in the Philadelphia Eagles QB position over Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz has been benched for the last two games, and Jalen Hurts has performed very well. He beat the Saints, who had not lost in, I think, eight or nine games, and came very close to being the Cardinals, which is currently a playoff team. So does Carson Wentz ever play for the Philadelphia Eagles again? Oh, yeah, he may play for the Eagles then. I didn't expect that question. But when it comes to his starting spot, that's going to be different. I saw this coming a long, a long time ago. I saw this coming when the when Nick Foles had that run during the playoffs. Even before the Super Bowl, I was like, you know, they're never going to love him uh, if if he wins the Super Bowl and he has to walk past the statue of uh, Nick Foles all this time, he got his new contract, and now he see that they have a better, high-profile quarterback. Then they're going to move on, too. It's it's just it's going to happen. It ha- it's, has already happened. He's going to play for them again, but I think that's just in a spotty situation. It may just be. I just think it's going to be a situation where a brief time where Hurts can't be in the game, and that's why he's going to be in the game. But not because he got a starting spot again. Well, I don't think he is the gadget type of player just to come in for one play. Oh, no, um, no, no. I'm just saying it's going to be a need. Like, he got hurt or he got uh, knocked a little bit hard that game. He had to go with it in a full s- series. I just didn't want to put an absolute on him never playing again. I Now, if he's as a real starter or a real quarterback for the team, that's a no. Now, if it's for situational, something where he got a little hurt or it's not I'm not saying gadget in any way. Not at all. I don't even think they would put him in a gadget situation because they're going to want to trade him for other pieces. But they're moving on. I'm going to go way out on a limb and basically break this limb and he's not going to play for them ever again Um, because Jalen Hurts, he, he had an impressive game against the Cardinals um, and, of course, an impressive win over the Saints when nobody gave them a chance. And he's just really, I think, gave the team a new 
a new spark that they just hadn't had in a while. Carson Wentz, I don't know if it's just how he is in the locker room. Teams, I mean, players just don't want to play for him that well. And Jalen Hurts has just brought another factor that has just uplifted everybody. And um, I think this is Jalen Hurts' spot to lose. Yeah, it's that Philly swagger. Um, Foles, it's like, I don't know. It gets bestowed on different quarterbacks at different times because as as some people will know, Nick Foles was already a part of the Philadelphia Eagles previously before his second stint with the Eagles, where he was the starting quarterback and got nowhere near that type of love. He came in as a backup and then won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl when really at that time, that same type of brotherly love for the quarterback was on Wentz. People were loving Wentz. Their, their fans, as much as there are haters for anybody uh, and not very friendly, they, they were loving him the same way, but that, that love got passed on to Nick Foles, and it stays with Nick Foles, and it's gotten transitioned over to Jalen Hurts because he just seems like an even more likable person, and he doesn't come off as arrogant. And it's not that Wentz does in any way either, but it's just finding it very hard for them to find love for him when he's not producing for him, and they're still thinking about their ex. <laughs> Well, I mean, if they want Nick Foles back, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Bears will want to give him back because yeah, they don't really like want I Nick Foles. They want the memory of Nick Foles. They want the memory of Nick Foles, and the memory is in Jalen Hurts, which is more of a future. Um, well, I'm hoping this is kind of a Dak situation where Jalen Hurts he takes over where nobody had high expectations for him, and he, you know, he outperforms what everybody thought he was going to be uh, because this guy he's. He's a hard worker, and he's got a pretty good work work ethic. I would agree. I, I think there's a whole new swagger. It's just a different feel to the team when you got a different person leading your team. And it, I think people think that Carson Wentz is Mr. Glass. Like, he just – like, he's not that injury prone, and he really has done some really great things. But I don't think the love is just there for him. Well, the love is not there for him. He's not been playing well this season. I think he's had multiple he's had chances good, to do he's that. Had good moments this year. Some and oh. some in games. He had what game were you watching? What, what was the game he had a shootout with a division foe? Was it the the Cowboys? But they all suck. So I, that's all. We'll just negate all of it because they all suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's played well in any game this season. So um, there's not much to fall back on. So he just needs to go out there and tr- try to start campaigning to go somewhere else. Um, and he kind of has said that. He, he said he doesn't want to be a backup. And he does have this huge contract. So that's going to be kind of hard for somebody to take over. But um, I think there's a few teams that would want him. I agree. Um I don't know whether Belichick would take that risk. He I don't want to start. He he want to start over, but yeah. um, actually, as I look at the landscape, who? I would say, uh, maybe the Panthers. Uh, well, they did pay Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, um, like as I look at the market, it might not be as friendly as I thought. <laughs> like uh, I think the Raiders are the pretty Saints. cool. 
I think they were good with their experiments right there they're going through with right now. Like no, I think this is for next season. True, but I think they, they're feeling solid with their experiments with the quarterbacks they have. The 49ers? Mm, yeah, I guess. And then I was looking at uh, maybe the Raiders, but I don't know. It might not be as friendly. I, I just haven't put a full thought in it, but I, it's not as much room as I thought there was. I mean, I, I think it would be the 49ers. Um, we can do Colts. I, you can switch out uh, um, Phil Rivers for um, him. I think that'll work. Mm, it's not going to make a difference in winning, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's a start. Yeah, spot. possibly. But I think the 49ers might be the best spot for him because I think they have a great offensive-minded head coach that really won't put you in bad positions. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's worn out his welcome with the 49ers, and he's been injury-prone. I don't think he's he's barely played this season. So I think that could be a landing spot for him because the 49ers, I'm, th- I'm pretty sure they're, they're looking for the next quarterback. Whew, man, he going to go for the, from the worst division to a very, very, very tough division. Boy, 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 he think it's going to get easier there. No, it's not. <laughs> but that's a, uh, that's a hard division right there. Cardinals, yeah. uh, the Seahawks, and uh, who's the other team? Rams? God. Uh, good luck. Yeah, but, I mean, it's pretty much the same situation with Jared Goff. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, basically the same guy. I, I guess, but that's still bottom of the barrel. And he he ain't even holding on in the uh, in the worst division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think the 49ers have a better coach. But um, we'll move along to that last subject, which is about the New York Jets and how they were able to pull off an upset win over the Los Angeles Rams with a 23-20 victory. With this win for the Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars now take over the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes by grabbing the number one overall selection in the 2021 draft. So with this win, did the Jets miss out on a potential generational talent? Um, I'm not sold on the generational talent part, so uh, I'm not fully sold on Trevor so I, I don't know about that because there's a difference between college and man, the NFL. But they didn't help their stock at all. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what made them want to really stick their foot in the mud and want to win this game because they, they willfully won this game. Like, they didn't accidentally win the game. Uh, they tried to win the game. So I, I don't know. Maybe they just got tired of losing. So I, I don't I really can't tell you, but I do think they missed out. Well, I think the reason why they wanted to win this game is because they have players on that team that are playing for their careers, like that the starting quarterback, Sam Darnold. I mean, he just got drafted a few years ago. He doesn't want a new quarterback coming in there and taking his place. Same thing with the head coach. I mean, he'll probably still be fired. I'm, I'm not sure going into next season. I mean, there's a lot of players on that team that don't want to lose their job. So they're playing for their careers. But I'm going to say, yes, they they did miss out on a great generational quarterback. Um, I've watched Trevor Lawrence, and he's he's gotten even better since his um, first season with Clemson. 
and he he makes a, a big difference on that team. And he's a lot faster than what you think he is. I mean, he's pretty athletic. Not really a I don't know buff guy, but he can take a hit. And he's I mean he's pretty tall. He's guy. He's a he's a monster. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. And I think they did him a favor because now he gets to go south, which I think it's going to be more friendly to him. Um, going to Jacksonville, you're going to get to be chill, relax, no sales tax. Uh, you go to New York, there's larger sales tax, a whole lot of media always in your face. You're supposed to be now the franchise uh, person who just supposed to be transitional uh, or supposed to make them actually get to the playoffs at some point. So I think it's just better. They did him a favor when it comes to Trevor Lawrence's history or his future. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the Jaguars offered him probably the, the better situation. Um, just over the past years, or I think 2017, they made it to the AFC Championship game and almost got to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, most of those players aren't on that team anymore that went to the AFC Championship game, but it's possible with that same franchise um, that you could make it somewhere. Yeah, and it's not that far of a ride away from Clemson. Jacksonville, you're not too far into Florida. Uh, you can get, you can make your way back to to, to South Carolina. It's, it's not that far at all uh, compared to going to, of course, uh, not, I was about to say New Jersey, but New York, going to actual New York. Actually, isn't it in New Jersey? No, the stadium actually is in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I forget, they, they're called the New York Jets, but they're the Giants and Jets Stadium are is in New Jersey. Um, but just to throw out facts there, but I guess yeah, I, I they've missed out. Yes. But better situation for Trevor. Yeah, better situation for Trevor. And I think he's actually from Georgia, so he's not really too far from home. So I, I think it's all around a better situation. Perfect. Family can act and see his games. Yeah. Um but that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. Well, let me start over. That's it for So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, now we'll move it along to the trivia questions. It's all three questions. They're all multiple choice. Uh, Alex comes up with the questions. I'll try to give you a little bit of commentary. And you can go ahead and go with that first question, Alex. All right. So question one. Which NFL receiver had the most reception touchdowns in a single season a randy moss b jerry rice or c terrell orange t.o okay i think this one is pretty easy uh, i mean all of these guys are hall of famers i think yeah um but from what i remember this happened with tom brady in the 07 season uh where Tom Brady threw up the 23rd passing touchdown or receiving touchdown for Randy Moss, where he um, got the record. So no need to repeat the question. I'm going to go with Randy Randy Moss, final answer. That is correct. That is correct. Good. Good remembering. (laughs) I was thinking it could possibly, it's probably tripped up other people, but uh, you do know your answer. It makes sense to know that history. So question two, since LeBron, has the most NBA game winners with 24 seconds or less in a game, who has the second most 
game-winning field goals with, with 24 seconds or less? A, Ray Allen, B, Vince Carter, or C, Kobe Bryant? Hmm. That's, that's pretty hard. Um, I'm taking it way back. It's not really recent memory. Uh, Vince Carter seems like the one that's least likely, but that, I mean, that could be the answer. I, I'm really not sure. We know how clutch Kobe was, and he did take a lot of shots and miss a lot of shots, but um, just repeat that one, one more time. All right. So since LeBron has the most NBA game-winning field goals with 24 seconds or less in a game, who has the second most game-winning field goals with 24 seconds or less? Or less left. A. Ray Allen. B. Vince Carter. Or C. Kobe Bryant. Mm, I mean, Ray Allen is kind of throwing a wrench in there too. But I mean, his was probably the most recent that I can think of when it comes to just being so clutch. But I'm just gonna go with the Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Final answer. Wrong. It it is Vince Carter. Ah, see, Vince Carter. Ha- he has the most. Uh, well, he has the second most uh, of the game winners with sixteen. LeBron has seventeen uh, with twenty four seconds or less. Uh, Ray Allen has fifteen, and then Kobe wow. is right up under that at fourteen. Wow! But uh, for the last question, which college football team has had more bowl wins? in their college history, football-wise? A, Auburn, B, Florida, or C, Ohio State? Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of college teams out there, so uh, I feel like Ohio State has a pretty strong history. Florida has had a pretty strong history. I don't know. Um, just repeat that one more time. Okay. So, which college football team has more bowl wins in their history? A, Auburn, B, Florida, or C, Ohio State? This one is just going to have to be a guess. So, I'm going to go with Ohio State, the bronze team. Incorrect. It's okay. Auburn. Auburn oh. has 22 uh, bowl games uh, winning in their history, but who has the most bowl game wins in history is Alabama with 35. So it wasn't even close. And I just felt it would be too easy to put Alabama in there. Uh, so they have 35. The next person, is, well, next team would be Auburn with 22. And Florida and Ohio State are tied with 20 bowl wins in their history. Wow. Well, does Miami fall anywhere near there? Miami Hurricanes? Uh, well, I don't, I don't have the Miami, uh, that part of oh. the list on here. <laughs> well, I just want to know. Just, just but quickly. I don't think they fit into the 20 because there's a couple different ones with 20. Okay. Yeah. Just want to know that one because our brother plays on that team. But um, that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.